Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. April is Parkinson's Awareness Month, and today we're joined by a guest who knows all too well the effects of Parkinson's disease. We're joined today by Tim Haig Sr., who's just 46 years old. He was diagnosed with young-onset Parkinson's disease. The diagnosis came as a shock to what he considered himself an otherwise healthy individual. After a period of initial struggle, Tim got back on his feet and continued to work out and lead a very healthy lifestyle. He successfully trained for and ran his first triathlon in the summer of 2011. And then in 2013, Tim and his son, Tim Jr. applied for, competed in, and subsequently won the first season of The Amazing Race Canada. Tim is now in his early 50s and is the founder and executive director of U-Turn Parkinson's, a registered charity and wellness center for people impacted by Parkinson's. Today on Connections, he'll share the importance of drawing awareness to Parkinson's disease. He'll also share with us how his faith has helped him with his daily struggles as he continues to deal with this disease. We'll hear that and so much more today on Connection. We're joined today by Tim Haig Sr. He is the founder and executive director of U-Turn Parkinson's, which is a registered charity and wellness center for people impacted by Parkinson's. Parkinson's is very important to you. Tell us a little bit about why drawing awareness to Parkinson's is so important to you. Tell us a little bit about why drawing awareness to Parkinson's is so important to you. Well, having been diagnosed with the doggone disease at 46, it has um, kind of overtaken my life, if you will. Um, 46 is a pretty young age to be diagnosed with what has typically been uh, referred to as an old man's disease. And uh, we're now, I'm now at 10 years with the disease and um, not getting better. I was going to make a, try to make a funny clip about getting better with it, but it, it doesn't get better. It's a, it's a chronic progressive degenerative disease that slowly robs you of your ability. Uh, so it's very important to me that we, A, raise a well, awareness of what the disease is really like, that we promote wellness, and that we um, look for ways of increasing funding to research to find a cure for it. What does a typical day look like for someone who's dealing with Parkinson's disease? Well, that's a great question, Colleen, because every time you see someone with Parkinson's, you've seen a person with Parkinson's. It's always different. If there were a hundred of us in the room, we would all look, we'd have similarities, but we'd all look very different with it. So, uh, you know, my day uh, is much better than most, quite frankly, uh, I, I have been very fortunate that my disease hasn't progressed as quickly as some. And so the biggest thing that bugs me every day that kind of gets under my skin is the fact that it's the first thing I generally think about when I wake up, because as soon as you wake up, you start shaking. And it's typically the last thing you think about when you go to bed at night. And it's just persistent. It is always there. It never goes away. It never takes a day off. You rarely have any time in your day where you're not conscious of your body not doing <clears throat> what it's supposed to do because uh, you're, you're you just feel like you're always fighting it to some degree to try to get it to either walk or walk right or not trip or for some to not to not choke to swallow correctly to be able to feed themselves to be able to button their shirts put on their own pants tie up their own shoes all those types of things. And then there's the, you know, the, the incontinence that some suffer with. There's the cognitive 
piece that comes into play with some people that various dementia sets in and, and you lose your ability to take care of yourself on any number of ways. So what a day looks like can be very, very different from one person to the next. You mentioned that a lot of people call it an old man's disease. Does that mean it affects a lot more men than women? It's about a 60, 40 split uh, men versus women. And, um, yeah, and a typical age of onset is well past 65, depending on who you ask. Now it's somewhere probably around the age of 70. So it's typically seen as an older person's disease um, for those reasons. Yeah. Now, you mentioned all the different aspects of struggling to keep your body in control. You're still quite physically active. We see you posting pictures on social media, uh, going out for bike rides and yeah. stuff. Uh, is that something really important to try and fight off the disease as long as you can? Yeah, thanks for asking that question. Yeah, that is a very important uh, topic in all of this because it's a strange juxtaposition, right? On the one hand, we talk about this being a terrible disease. And then on the other hand, you see Tim out riding his bike all winter with his buddies on Saturdays. Yeah. So how does that work? Well, again, the way that works is that everybody progresses differently. Um, and if you... If you spend any time with the disease, you'll find that exercise is extremely important. We have two forms of medication that are the best for us. One is called Levodopa. It is our gold standard medication that was developed back in the 60s. It's the only medication that really is the, a gold standard that works for most of us. Not all of us, but most of us. And the second medication is exercise. It is the next best thing in mitigating our symptoms and slowing our symptoms. It's been proven scientifically. Scientifically, they have proven that exercise slows the progression of Parkinson's, helps your symptoms. So if you want to feel better with Parkinson's, you will be as aggressive in your exercise as you possibly can. One of the things that you mentioned is that Parkinson's now is one of the fastest growing neurological diseases yes. on the planet. In about last, the, the last 20 years or so, it has overtaken Alzheimer's, stroke, ALS, and uh, it has doubled in the last 25 years. So we sit at about 10 million people that we know about in the world that have Parkinson's. And I say that we know of because it's important to understand that in Africa, there are virtually no neurologists that treat uh, Parkinson's. There are very, very few. Uh, there is, I saw a video of a gentleman in Uganda here recently that I've met through PD Avengers, uh, an awareness group that I'm a part of. And people still believe in Uganda that Parkinson's is witchcraft, that it's not a disease that you're actually possessed. So we don't know lots of people who have Parkinson's in Africa, in Asia, in South America, lots and lots of people go undiagnosed. And th those are in the hard places. But even in North America, there are lots of folks within the Latino community in the States, the Black community throughout the States, that go undiagnosed for years. So 10 million is, is a conservative number. And that number is projected to double again by the year 2040. We're looking at a tsunami of Parkinson's coming. How do we prepare for something like that? We start demanding change because uh, what I like to tell people, if that number changes uh, in, indeed doubles in the next 20 years, that means all those people are alive today 
who are going to be diagnosed with Parkinson's. They just don't know it yet. So think about the impact that that's going to have on families. Think about the impact that that it's going to have on our our healthcare system, on governments, because Parkinson's is one of the most expensive diseases you can have as far as using uh, social services. We chew up tons of money from healthcare, meds, all those kind of things. So it's, we really need to demand change. Things like there are chemicals that we know cause Parkinson's, things like Paraquat that we that are in Roundup and that we spray on our on our food all over the place. We know that this causes Parkinson's. It's been banned in Europe and in most places across the globe. It has not been banned in Canada or the United States. Now, you mentioned earlier that obviously Parkinson's is a struggle. It's something you think about when you wake up. It's something that you think about before you go to bed. What keeps you going? Well, in my case, the, the underlying is faith. I, I, I don't know how you get by without a little help from above. Um, I am confident that my life is in my, my Lord's hands and that he's got this. Uh, and then after that, you, you attempt to do good in the world. You attempt to leave the place a little bit better than I found it. That uh, I like to say that I wasn't given cardiac disease. I wasn't given cancer. I was given Parkinson's. So there must be some reason I was put here to have Parkinson's. And I hope that that is to do something positive for the 6,000 people living in Manitoba with this disease. Um, Manitoba has the highest prevalence of Parkinson's of any province or territory in the country. That's according to the government of Canada. And we need to do more locally to see people live well with this disease. And so that's, that's what keeps me motivated. That's what gets me out of bed every day. It's really important. The way to look at things, I'm sure though, it's a little uh, easier said than done some days to look at it that way. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just a normal guy. Some days it is tough to get out of bed. Some days you don't want to, you just don't want to deal with it. Right. But at the end of the day, I still count my blessings that I am so much healthier than most. Now, one of the things you've done to help others too, is uh, you're part of, you turned Parkinson's. Tell us about this uh, program or organization that you've uh, put together. Right. Well, thank you. And that is, that is the whole goal of what we do here in Manitoba is U-Turn Parkinson's. We're a wellness center whose goal is to help people living with Parkinson's um, live their best through the pursuit of wellness. You know, we empower them in their pursuit of wellness, that we believe that we, we've got to live well. So we uh, do things like rock steady boxing, a boxing-inspired exercise program. We do uh, yoga. We have U-Tune singing group that helps our voices. We do support groups. We do various community events. We do cycling. That's where the cycling comes in, where me and some, some buddies with Parkinson's, we cycled all year round, right through the snow, uh, had a great time. And so the goal is to reach out to our community and help them uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially, all those things to live their best with Parkinson's disease. And this month happens to be our fifth anniversary. And that just amazes me and thrills me that we have made it so far. We've uh, seen lots and lots of people help through U-Turn. And we're celebrating this month by removing all of our fees for all of our classes and programs. So that no matter who you are, you can show up for a class for free now. And we're moving to a completely donation-based structure. So that we're very excited about. 
And what's amazing too, is you've grown from one location to two locations as well. Yeah, we've been in the south end of the city uh, this entire time. And last March, we were able to open up in the north side of town up near Concordia Hospital and continue to grow. And our goal is to get outside the perimeter. Um, We don't have perimeteritis, as they call it, right? (laughs) (laughs) We've been asked to come lots of places, and uh, that is our goal, to be able to take U-turn Parkinson's to the province of Manitoba in, in time. You you mentioned Manitoba's high Parkinson's rate for the country. What about Canada as a whole? Do you know how uh, it rates with world numbers? I don't have the numbers at hand here, but I've been told by those who I think know that we rank pretty high. And it's, it's because of food production, right? A lot of chemical use mm. uh, that tends to impact that. Yeah, that's true. I was just thinking of a couple older gentlemen that I grew up around going to church with that both had it and they worked back in the day too, right? Open cab tractors and lots of chemicals with no protection or anything like that. So that would make sense. Yeah. Unfortunately, that really does seem to be the case. And what about um, uh, for help across the country? We have listeners all across the prairies in Alberta and British Columbia as well. How can people reach out and learn more or get connected if they are facing Parkinson's? You know what? The easiest thing for folks to do is drop me a line at um, U-Turn Parkinson's. Go to our website, U-TurnParkinson's.org. You can send send an email to info at U-TurnPD.org or Tim at U-TurnPD.org. And I'd be more than happy to, to pass you on to folks in various provinces because Fortunately, with the amazing race and all that I've had the opportunity to be involved in over these last number of years, I've got to know lots of people across the country and would be more than happy to to introduce you to folks who can help you where you live. How important is it to have programs like U-Turn Parkinson's? It's hugely important. We have seen people tell us, uh, and it's a, this is anecdotal, and I understand the ramifications of that, but it's... People, when people come to you and say, Tim, I've been able to decrease my medications because of the exercise I'm now doing. Tim, I don't have the pain that I used to have. Tim, I'm sleeping better than I've ever slept. I'm walking better than I've ever walked. Me and my wife aren't fighting nearly as much because I feel better. I'm not as cranky. It makes a huge difference. And yet everywhere I go across this country and around the world, people don't have access to that second medication. Parkinson's specific exercise and therapy. And I believe that there needs to be a U-turn Parkinson's in every major city in Canada and then little outposts everywhere, because we see this make a huge difference in people's lives. Uh, Why is it important for people say like me, I don't have Parkinson's and nobody in my immediate circle has Parkinson's. Why is it important to educate people like me? Well, because A, you need to help those who do have it. Um, mm-hmm. Most of us know about Michael, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox mm-hmm. or Muhammad Ali, but we, we don't see, we, tip, we often don't see the farmer in the corner shaking, tremoring, or we don't have the courage to say, you know, how are you doing and what do you need and direct them. We don't know where to direct them to get help. And that's first and foremost important. And then two, it's important to to support those of us who are trying to trying to make a difference because there's not a lot of us. Uh, there's there's an awful lot of people living with the disease and not a, an awful lot attempting to help them. 
So those two pieces are really important. And then to just be aware that this, there is a lot of disease coming down the road here. If they're right in this doubling again, guaranteed there's going to be somebody else you know that is diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Yeah, and the more work we can do now, um, the more in the future it's going to help. And that's going to be a great strain on healthcare systems as well, I imagine, if, if their predictions come true. That's right. And my doc always said to me right, right from the beginning, he always said, Tim, you're doing as well as you are with this disease because of how well you've looked after yourself over the years. And I've always run, I've always cycled, I ran one triathlon, a bunch of marathons and that kind of stuff. And that set me up to do well. I'm convinced that you see me in the shape that I am today because of the years I spent looking after myself prior. So end of the day, what's the biggest misconception uh, surrounding Parkinson's disease? That it's just a tremor. That it's just a little shake. And if it was just a little tremor, if it was just a little shake, all of us with it would say, thank God, I'll take that and off I go. Mm-hmm. But it's everything else. It's, it's all the stuff you don't see. The, um, for me, it's, you know, I, I'm sitting here talking to you and if you could see me, I'm just bouncing all over the place because once your emotions get engaged a little bit, it just sets everything off. Hmm. and then you you often for me it's tough to form a thought some days (laughs) it's called mild cognitive impairment it's not a dementia but it just you lose the 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 ability to multitask so to have a conversation try to sound coherent try not to get too excited so that your voice isn't bouncing all over the place and that you can think of the next thought can be a huge challenge some days Hmm. um yeah how how can we pray for you, Tim? And how can we pray for people with Parkinson's? Mm-hmm. Well, strength, uh, wisdom, strength. It's uh, it's just challenging most days, and uh, and and just uh, wisdom, strength, and just staying staying focused because life is good. Life is good. There are so many good things about life. There are so many things that I have to be grateful for and so many ways I've been blessed. And as long as I can maintain that, that focus of gratitude and where that is, fo- is fo- and who that is focused on, I can generally manage everything else. Again, if people want to learn about Parkinson's, want to learn about you or you turn Parkinson's, how can they go about doing that? Two websites. One is you turn Parkinson's.org, you turn Parkinson's.org. And then Tim senior, which is T I M S R. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Colleen and Mike. It's a pleasure. I, I so uh, thank you for this opportunity to talk about Parkinson's and let the world know what we're doing at U-Turn and um, what's happening with my, my friends who suffer with this disease. And thank you so much for listening today. We'll talk to you again on Connections.